This is A Mind Controlled Life, a podcast for a better mental state. Eliminate self-defeating behaviours and be in more control. With your host, Elaine Blidgen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a Mind Controlled Life podcast with me, your host, Elaine Blidgen. How are you today? I hope that you're having a good start to your day, or at least if you haven't, you can remember now and be reminded to do some of those little mind things that I talk about and make your day go better. And with that said, If you're new here, you are in the right place if you understand that if you can get your mindset under your control, your life will be easier, will be better, you'll make more money, you'll have more friends, you'll have better relationships, your health will improve, everything improves when your mindset improves. And for those of you who have stuck with me and you've listened every week, and you're getting inspired by some of the things I say, I say welcome to you, and I hope you're having, well, I already said that, I hope you're having a good day. (laughs) So, what are we going to talk about today? I want to talk about, at least touch on, this idea of encouragement. When I was younger, I used to be needy. Uh, not even when I was younger, into my adult life. So a few years ago, the neediness stopped because of the work that I've been doing. But prior to that, I was the most neediest person ever. At least that's how I saw myself. Recently, I have been around people who need more encouragement. And so I'll do my best to encourage them to do whatever it is they need to do but it frustrates the heck out of me when they don't do it because I don't get it. In 2023, which is when this was made and if you're watching it and listening to it live, it's 2023 already, we have access to more books than we could ever read in a lifetime, more podcasts, more YouTube videos, more blog articles, more training courses, more people that know about self-help or personal development or self-improvement or mindset work. You've got hypnotherapists, you've got psychotherapists, therapists, coaches, lay people that help. Everybody understands that what goes up on up here in our head has a massive impact on what we do during the day and what we do in our life. And so when I'm around someone who's clearly younger than me and they already have this as part of their upbringing in as much as it's been accessible, you know, in the Western world, obviously not in other parts of the world, And they do not take the opportunity when encouraged by somebody else to just put a toe out of their comfort zone. It bugs me. I don't get it. So I'm speaking to you here today, hoping that if we ever met, that you wouldn't be that person, that you are the person, that you've taken the time 
and the effort and you faced some of your fears because I'm not expecting you to face all of your fears because I mean yeah come on be real but you do something out of your comfort zone and that could be as simple as going up to somebody and saying hello it could be you know making the first move in settling an argument so you might be a sulker like me or you might be a, an avoider but you're doing something so how much encouragement do you actually need before you can take control of your life and i'm saying you because i know because it's only you and me in front of each other today in as much as i'm not out there in front of a group of people all looking at me it's just you and me so I have to direct these questions at you. I'm not getting at you because obviously I've been where I'm talking about for years of my life. And if somebody had said to me, I'll be there to support you, just dip your toe in the water, that's all I want you to do, I'd have snapped their hand off. But it wasn't like that. And it might not have been like that for you either. It was me going into the bookshops and reading hundreds of self-help books. And then when I say hundreds, I really do mean hundreds. So if you decide that you don't need the encouragement or you can just do it because you know there are supportive people behind you, and even if there isn't, I'm supporting you. I'm clapping you on you know this is definitely a marathon not a sprint i know that's cliche but it's true if you do that you're the one that benefits something else that came up this week actually i get triggered a lot because but because of the the work that i do most of it i i recognize it but it goes within less than 10 seconds it just goes because the more of this work that you do, you'll find that things that used to trigger you and l- let you stay in angst for hours, it's now only minutes. But this week, for some reason, I got triggered one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I could feel, because this, this is my cue, when I want to go and buy some chocolate or something sweet, I know I've been triggered. And in the olden days, you know, b- before I was where I am now, I would go and buy the sweets and the chocolate and the biscuits and the crisps and anything, cake, anything. And I would just stuff myself and stuff myself and stuff myself until I could no longer feel the angst. But the, of course, the issue hadn't gone away. So this week I got triggered a lot and I started to I hear myself talk about a particular situation. Well, they didn't do this and they didn't say that and the da 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 and the da 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 You know that windy whiny thing? And I caught myself and I realised, oh right, how do I want to feel? Do I want to continue moaning about this situation? And the answer was no. So do I want to feel just fine about it? The answer was yes, so I let it go. Now here's the tricky bit. Sometimes it can feel like I'm letting go of something and I'm also signaling to that other person that it's okay for them to say or do what they said or did. That's tricky. 
I don't know if you've been in that same situation and that will stop you from letting things go because you feel that if you let the thing go, that this person is getting away with whatever it is. And that's still there for me. However, I now ask myself another question. Who's feeling the pain? And I know I've said this to you before, but it's always good to be reminded of the things that we've heard because when you go on this path and you do the work and you shift things and you hear something that you've heard before, it shifts at a deeper level and it just makes it all so much better for you. So when I ask myself the question, who's feeling the pain? Are they feeling it? And of course the answer is, well, no, of course they're not. Do I need encouragement to stop feeling the pain? Will you encourage me? Come on, Elaine. You know that if you, you, you do this, you'll stop feeling the pain. Do you need to encourage me to do that? I hope you don't. Because, well, the answer is no. And even in the past, before I got to as be as proficient as I am now, would I need you to, to encourage me to do something that will stop me from feeling the pain? Maybe. But do you know what? I'd have done it. At least tried it. And that's what it will do for you too. When you decide that you're going to stop allowing other people to encourage you to be in a place where you feel better, you'll do it. Now, I'm not saying that just because you've heard me say this, that you can now look at somebody and a situation that you've been triggered in and then just say to yourself, who's feeling the pain? And then it'll go. But what I am saying is now that I brought your awareness to that's what's possible, you keep doing the things that you're doing as long as you're making those shifts. You will feel oh, so much more in control, so much more empowered when you recognise and you get to that place, you think, yeah, no, I'm going to let it go. I don't want because they're not feeling the pain. So how this works is you're in a situation. You need to first know what your triggers are. You need to know when you're triggered and what that feels like for you. For me, it's, I told you, I get the munchies. I want to go and eat something sweet. I immediately start thinking of sweets. And it's always those children's sweets because I had them when I was a child. So obviously that's an association to something and some time when I felt better. So that's my cue. Okay, I'm thinking about having some chocolate or some sweets. What's up? Now, that's what I say to myself. What's up? What's up, Elaine? What's going on? And actually this week, because I got triggered so many times, it was really challenging for me to actually get rid of all of it. So I found a workaround. The best way you can do this is to ask yourself, what's up? You just talk to yourself like, what's up, Elaine? Or what's up, Jane? Or what's up, Janet? Whatever your name is. And then you wait. And you wait for an answer to come back. Well, whenever, when such and such a thing happened, that really got me, got me angry. I felt guilty about this or whatever. So you need to have that. But if you can't find it, you just do a processing. And for some strange reason, it still works. So I was trying to find, I got triggered, I think, four or five times this week. And I was trying to figure out what this thing was because I was still thinking about having something sweet. 
because I thought I'd found the, the trigger and I hadn't. So what I did was I just did the processing. I just took myself through my own process and I'm hoping that you've got one. And if you haven't, contact me. Let's talk. I'll teach you mine. So I took myself through the process, had a major shift on something completely unrelated to what had happened during that week, and it went. So have you got a process? You need one. This is not about positive thinking and saying to yourself, well, you know, I'm good and I'm loved and I'm like, no, that's superficial. Because when you're properly triggered, it's at the unconscious mind. But when you're saying things like, I'm good and I'm clean and I'm nice and I'm wonderful and all this kind of thing, that's on the surface level and it doesn't go down to the unconscious mind. So that issue that you've been triggered about is still there. So my encouragement to you is to find a process that actually shifts you at the unconscious level and do it. And if you get stuck or it's not as effective or it works in this situation but not this, then talk to me. I'll teach you mine. Become a client and your life will be better, yeah? When you've done that, start keeping a mental or a physical note of your triggers and your cues. Another cue of mine is sleep. I was the world's worst at sleeping because I had so much on my mind. I just didn't ever have a good night's sleep until or unless I was read to. What I would do then is get those audiobooks or because of YouTube now, I don't have to get audiobooks. I can just listen to a story being said. And at the moment, I like Hercule Poirot, you know, Agatha Christie's stories. And I listen to those and I'll fall asleep. If I need that, if I can't sleep without that, I've been triggered. So I've got two. I start thinking about I'm desperately needing something sweet. I then, or I need a story to get me to shut my brain off to go to sleep. And the third one is when, because I'll always have something sweet in the house. So I'll make some whole food plant-based brownies my favorite at the moment are sweet potato puddings brilliant recipe for making sweet potato and it's like a pie so moorish and it's like yeah it's like fudge so you put chocolate in it and if I want more than two or three pieces because I've got a big appetite so I will eat a lot but if I keep wanting to eat more and more and more I know I've been triggered and so in that situation I say to myself okay What's going on, Elaine? And I'll ask myself that question and I'll wait. And I'll nine times out of ten, I'll get the answer. So then I'll use my processing and deal with it. So there's still the same question. Do I need encouragement to do that? No. Why? Because I get an immediate relief of the angst. And that feels good. And this is what I was trying to get this other person to understand. Our fears get worse and worse and worse the longer we don't do that thing that we know we need or should or want or can't do. 
And I did say to her at the time, I said, the thing is, if you don't do this, then your mind will start playing tricks on you and it'll start making this same situation so much worse for you and you'll you'll regret it. Yeah? I don't want you to regret this. I want you to take advantage of me sharing this with you so that you are encouraged or inspired or you actually know that, yes, there is a way out of living with everyday angst, yeah? So why should you even do this? Why should you even listen to this? Because it makes you feel good. I want you to imagine you go to work tomorrow and you walk in and you are immediately met with that person that winds you up or has a way of talking to you and it just makes you feel, yeah. And you get annoyed or angry or you feel guilt or whatever it is you feel, but this person triggers that in you. But you've got a process for making it so that whatever they say or do doesn't trigger you anymore. Tell me how you're feeling. You're feeling good, aren't you? That is why you should do this. Seriously. And the interesting thing is, sometimes it takes just hearing the same message at that exact time so that you're encouraged to do it. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not doing nothing, are you? You're not wishing and hoping that things will change. You're actually actively listening to this and other podcasts. Maybe you're watching YouTube videos. Maybe you're gone on some sort of training course. You're actually doing something to make yourself feel good. And when you do, it's addictive. Seriously addictive. Much more than chocolate for me. I love feeling good. Nobody has to encourage me to do that though. Because I've already been to the place where not doing it feels painful. And you would have been in that place too. If you're not doing something and you know you need to do it, it feels wrong, it feels off and you do not feel right. So however you need to do that, you need to face that thing, use the processes that you've got, come and become a client of mine and I'll teach you mine so that every time you get triggered, you can get rid of it. And eventually you get to a place where it just sort of happens automatically in your head. Something that would have triggered you, you just think, ah, whatever, can't be bothered with that anymore. And it just goes. And this is what I can guarantee. If you don't do it, you're going to stay the same. If you don't do whatever it is you found over your travels, you're going to stay the same. And in fact, you're not even going to stay the same. Things will get worse. Because what happens with me, I get triggered and if I ignore it, which I used to by eating a lot of sweets and chocolate to try and feel better, where did that problem go? It didn't go anywhere. It was still inside my head, still eating away at me, still making me feel bad. That's the guarantee. That's what will happen. But when I use this process consistently, and I do it every day because I like feeling good. I really do. It really is addictive. I can now guarantee that when I'm in a situation that throws me off, for whatever reason, it sideswipes me. I will recover quickly. I won't necessarily enable that to floor me for days or weeks, which it used to do. In fact, for years. Yeah? It will now be minutes to hours. 
And I can cope with that because life is not perfect, nor is it meant to be. Somebody can just say something innocently and it trigger you. And that's it. But when you've got something that you can use and you utilise it, it just doesn't last as long. Because we're not. this is not about never being triggered. That's not even possible. It's not, not about living in this perfect little bubble where nothing bothers you. That's not possible either. What it is, is that when you walk into work and you're around that person that usually gives you a hard time, or they say something in such a way that it just bothers you, they just don't bother you. doesn't mean that you want to be around them. It does mean that you'll probably still want to avoid them. But if they do say something, you're not bothered by it. You just think, whatever. Yeah, not in a denial type of way, but genuinely, I don't need to spend time with you. I don't like you and you don't bother me. I know that sounds weird, doesn't it? If somebody, if you don't dislike somebody, why would you not want to be around them? Because you can see that they're not nice people. So you avoid them anyway. Why give yourself the grief? Time is running out. That's what's on my mind all the time. The, this time that I have with you now, I can't get this time back. So I want to make it as impactful as I possibly can by encouraging you not to be like that person that I spent time with to try and get them to do something for them. <laughs> this wasn't like a sales pitch where I was trying to get her to become a client. This was about encouraging her to do something for her. No benefit to me at all, whether she did it or not. And she still wouldn't do it. So I just think, okay, I'm done. That time that I spent with her could be spent with you or spent with somebody else and encouraging you when you're taking the action because this is a marathon. Every single day you will get triggered. You'll get to the point if you're using any really good intervention where those triggers become less and less and less or they become more muted. So I'm encouraging you to do that because I know what it's been like for me. And I might be a little bit strange in as much as I did this for myself and by myself. It's been worth it. I could not have ever, ever, ever afforded to see a therapist with how much stuff I had to get out of my head if that's the only way that I could get through my day was to have this therapist on tap. I couldn't do it. Who could afford that? Even a million, well, not even a millionaire, but I suppose maybe a millionaire, but when you can do it yourself, why not? Yeah? So, you can live a mind-controlled life, not because I say so, but because our mind is built for us to live like that. We just need to have the pieces of the puzzle put into place for us, or at least with us, and that's what I'm here to help you to do. And I'll speak to you soon.